What's going on, Mr. Will Diesel? Good to see you. Yeah, oh, you have that shirt too. Yeah, because you want to be like me. I get it, Jose. What's going on, Mr. Clay Talion? How you doing? I will never tell the Giants to stop winning because they're going to go all the way. It's going to be, we're going to party like it's 2010, 2012, 2014. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What's going on, Mr. Snake? How you doing? Day's going pretty good. Not going to lie. Well, you know, a little bit of work was kind of like a, you know, anytime, anytime there's something new that has to, that has to be done when it comes to that. Hashtag Garza was right. Lane, you're always, always for that hashtag. And, uh, you know, my hashtag was like, yeah, hashtag Garza was right. But was it Dave that said it first? Ah. <laughs> Ah, I want Garza to come back onto the vodka stream. I think he actually he might have a triumphant return this Friday, hopefully. Miss talking to that guy. Yo, what's hey, it's your birthday, Lego Batman. Well, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lego Batman. 
happy birthday to you. There you go. So happy birthday, you know, Lego Batman. Oh, I'm just, I'm just imagining you, you know, eating your cake by yourself with Alfred, like in, uh, in, in the robe and the cowl and everything. So, you know, I love Lego Batman, by the way, the, the movie. Well, you know, I loved him in Lego movie too. It's just kind of sucks how it's funny how the Lego, the Lego franchise just kind of went, it like propelled into like a next level shit. Cause the Lego movie was so awesome and it was a huge hit and everybody was like more, more, more. And then they were like, okay, we'll give you more. Everybody seems to like Lego Batman because obviously he was great and they made Lego Batman. And then it just, it didn't hit as hard, which was weird. It didn't, it wasn't as much of a success as the Lego movie. And then they did the Lego movie too. And that even was a worse success. And then they did that one random Lego movie. And it just, then they said, fuck it all. Just sell it. Just sell it. Doesn't like Universal have it now or something like that. They have the, uh, the Lego universe or something. I don't know. It's just very, it's just very crazy how much of a huge hit it was. And then it just, even though. I thought Lego Batman was excellent. Lego Batman was absolutely, I mean, if you're a Batman fan, I mean, you got to love Lego Batman right there. So, got Mr. Bailey here. What's up, sir? Uh, you wore your shirt today. Probably my favorite one out of, yeah. I mean, I only got two of them of the, uh, the Foot Locker shirts. I got this one and the Cyborg one. Because, I mean, let's face it. I You know, you have to budget yourself when it comes to a lot of stuff. I mean, there's so many of the t-shirts where I'm like, I want that one. I want that one. But I had to like go, nah, I can't get like all these t-shirts because it's like I have so many goddamn t-shirts, guys. You know, but luckily I got a Joker shirt, right? That running joke. Anyways. So, yeah, Lego Batman was hilarious. Just really, really good stuff. But anyways, guys, uh, thank you for clicking in as per usual. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Do all that. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, oh, not that. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. And um, if you want to become a member, hit the member, hit the join button. Do all that. Patreon's also down there, too, if you want to uh, support the pirate ship with that. Try to give some exclusive uh, everything on there. And then, uh, and then of course, um, we got, uh, you know, merchandise down below in the film junkie closet. So please, by all means, check it out. Hey, we got Point Dexter Lounge in the house. Uh, I'm with you on the t-shirt. I know it's hard to keep up with it because I have to like, you know, get, you know, you just got to pick and choose kind of thing. And there's certain t-shirts where you see it and you go, oh yeah, got to have that one. Got to have that one. And um, when it came to these ones, I mean, I wanted all of them, of course, but I was like, eh, yeah, I can't just spend, <laughs> you know, it's too many shirts. So I got, I actually got this one. I actually got this one from the Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, Twitter account when they were doing all that, because you know how there was like a few of us that were a part of the premiere thing with the fans and everything. They were like, Hey, to say thank you about that, we're going to send you a shoot. Who's your favorite justice league members. So naturally I said, Batman. So they sent me this one, but I ordered the, uh, the cyborg shirt, which I love too, but I should have, I should have got the flash shirt as well. I don't know. That's what I should have did, but what, what's going on? We got clay face, clay face. And we got Nicotina here. Where's the plumber? Hey, you know, if you want me to send them up to you, by all means, Andre, I'll send them up to you. We got Shamagic here, too. What's going on, bud? Yeah. Yeah, separate saving. I know. That's pretty much what you have to have. You have to really, like, 
<laughs> budget yourself when it comes to a lot of the stuff. And then there's just more stuff and more stuff. There's new pops. There's McFarland toys. There's all this stuff. Like, honestly, I don't know how Mr. Scott McClone does it. I mean, it seems like anything that gets out there, he's like, got it, get it, getting it, getting it, getting it. Like, where are you keeping all this stuff? You know, my apartment's not that big. And I'm like, I, got, I need a, new, a whole new shelf. My my little pub table that you guys see on the vodka stream that I eat off of, I had to literally go make room for, you know, my dinner or whatever the hell I'm eating because it's covered with pops and figurines and shit. So it's like, man, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, get my whole, you know, uh, yeah, the plumber jokes are the reason why you're here. I know it's never going to, it's never, no one's ever going to let it up. Never going to let it up. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's getting to be like a struggle because my apartment's not that big, and I'm like trying to find places to put everything. I mean, you know, I keep I keep this guy, of course, I keep this guy on my on my desk because he's just so awesome. But I wish he was. I do wish he was the black and silver suit, which I will find. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna venture out to um, to uh, Target or Walmart or wherever the hell GameStop, I guess, too, and try to find some more of those. Uh, ZSJL figurines right there. So, uh, I know Lane, I know if there's, I've been waiting, I've been waiting for a Dave Grohl pop. Okay. The, 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 the comic store that's over at the mall right around the corner, they have, and even like, uh, the FYE, they have like, uh, they have some pops that have, you know, Freddie Mercury and ACDC guys and ZZ Top. They have all those guys. And I'm going, where's the Dave Grohl pop? I will grab that thing as quickly as it's put on the shelf. That's for damn sure. So, but anyways, guys, yeah, like I said, thank you for clicking in. We're going to be talking about, of course, uh, Michael Keaton, talking a little bit more about his uh, introduction into the Flash movie. And then, of course, we'll be talking about Chloe Bennett probably making a smart career move by quitting the Powerpuff Girls show. And then we'll talk about Yaya, Abdul, Mateen, you know, it's kind of interesting what he had to say about um, the Aquaman 2 script and uh, kind of, you know, hopefully, hopefully it does mean it. And then of course I'm going to give you, uh, I just like not even an hour ago, probably an hour ago, right when I got done with work, I finally watched the, the first what if episode so i'll give uh, a nice little review for that so let's get the patty started you guys know how i like to get it started um let me make sure yeah boop, 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 boop. all right you guys know how i like to get the show started so let's uh let's go to the twitch all right See what's going on in the Twitter world today that I felt was kind of important. But yeah, Arnold is like, he's trending. I'm not sure exactly why. It has something to do, of course, with the vaccine. Because everything right now is all about the, the vaccine. It's just vaccine, 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 vaccine. Uh, it's going to be funny once uh, if the I Am Legend thing actually happens and everybody just turns into zombies. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Hey, speaking of, uh, you know, messages when it comes to uh, certain directors, we've got David Ayer posting on his Instagram right here. You know, just before you break through the sound barrier, the cockpit shakes the most. So he's posting some quotes right here. You know, kind of just letting everybody know what's going. You know, David Ayer, I mean, who knows if there's anything that's meaningful when it comes to things that are happening. You know, who knows? Shit will always get harder right before the level up. Remember that. So yeah, saw some stuff like that. Gotta love David Ayer. 
And hey guys, look at this. So there's gonna be, here's some concept art for a Power Rangers game that was supposed to be happening. That was gonna be like open world. And man, I like these costumes, not gonna lie. Uh, they give me a Dark Knight costume vibe a little bit, not gonna lie. And it's like, did Lucius, did uh, Morgan Freeman, Lucius Fox design these costumes? But I dig them, I dig them, I totally dig them. And uh, yeah, so there was like concept art for a video game that was coming out that was going to be a Power Rangers game. And why is this not still going to be a thing? Look at Alpha right here. Just little concepts right there. I'm totally digging this. Sad, sad, sad. Uh, I love this Spider-Man 2 shot. It's very much a comic book shot. Sam Raimi. Knows how to make these shots because, you know, in reality, I've always I've said this before. I'm like, in reality, you would take that if you wanted to throw away a Spider-Man costume, you would ball it up and you would put you'd push it into the trash can as deep as it can go. So nobody can see it. You wouldn't let it have you wouldn't have it hanging out like this in a trash can. But it makes for a beautiful shot because you have Peter walking down the alleyway in the background and you got like a flash of lightning. It's. Sam Raimi just going, I'm going to put, I'm going to make a comic book shot right now. Ultimate comic book shot right there. That's, 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 that's on a panel. That's on a panel right there, guys. That's a total panel. Hey guys. Okay. Can we talk about this again? <laughs> okay. So, all right, let's talk about this. Cause we, I briefly talked about it yesterday because and it's just, it's frustrating because all of a sudden, like I'm seeing this, uh, there's a, a, a new site that, that, that's, uh, got, gotten into the scooping game. And anytime, anytime I see, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess the site's not big time new, but you know, yesterday we talked about, I, I talked about how like a lot of people were just believing things on their timeline now. And maybe the, the only reason why they're, they're making a fuss about it is because, you know, a lot of people in the DC fandom do not like Taco Watiti, which, you know, I could see a little bit of that. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you know, look at his normal movies. Uh, you know, you guys know I'm not a big fan of Thor Ragnarok, and I have my worries when it comes to Thor Love and Thunder. Um, but there was like a rumor that said that, oh, yeah, Warner Brothers in DC might be trying to get Taco Watiti to, to direct. And I'm going, this guy, he has, he's pretty full up. He's got a Star Wars movie and a live action Akura movie that he's supposed to be doing. Not to mention he was going to try to do Flash Gordon. So that's why I kept going, like, why do people believe this, that Warner Brothers and DC are actually trying to get Takawatiti? I'm like, he's got, he's going to be busy for like the next decade. And he even talked about, all this stuff right here, he talks about like uh, it's still in the exterior space stage, he joked. Uh, but we got a story. This is when he's talking about Star Wars. I'm really excited by it because it feels very me. That makes me nervous. Uh, has uh, has it been a challenge to marry the uh, relevant tone with the appropriate sincere Star Wars universe? I tend to go down uh, that little sincerity alleyway in my films. I like to fool the viewer into thinking, ha, it's this. And then them going, damn it, you made me feel something. When it comes to the rumored live action adapt adaptation of Akira, uh, Akira, I should say, um, a film that has gone through lengthy development process, Watiti says that things are still moving and he is still trying to make that. Okay, so that one, of course, is not 
in full on. Yes, I get that. But it just seems like he's doing a lot more other things. And then all of a sudden we get this random rumor that, oh, yeah, DC. And then even today, even today, when it came to when it came to this, um, all of a sudden that same website goes like, yeah, Warner Brothers and uh, DC, they're trying to uh, get Scarlett Johansson now. Can I just like get ahead of ahead of that and be like, hey, Warner Brothers and DC are trying to get Mickey Mouse and Kevin Feige over to Warner Brothers to handle something exclusive. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, man. That's why I was like, I made a joke about this. I'm like, yeah, I mean, ugh. the guy's got a lot on his plate. It's like, and then all of a sudden it's just, yeah, they're trying to get Taka Waititi. So that's why I kind of made that joke. And I'm going, this guy is busy. He's got a lot of projects already. My God. Oh, man, that's why I just I, I get tired of like when, when all of a sudden you just get another website that's just going to start pumping out these scoops. And I just go and I just kind of think about it and I go, how does, you know, but at the same time, I'm going, hey, DC fans, I get it. We get it. You don't like Taco Atiti. A lot of you don't like James Gunn. I get it. But it's like, uh, you know, stop, pro stop promoting these articles and these tweets that get a lot of engagement. Like I say, screenshot it at least. Stop retweeting quote tweeting and then of course putting your two cents in that still adds to the engagement of the article Jeez, just saying that's just my gripe so i don't think taco atiti is going to be coming to the dc universe anytime soon all right guys let's put that to bet anyways uh, we have the flash film news uh they made their own suicide squad poster type poster with a bunch of hot dogs this is a poster that mr chris wong swenson would appreciate for sure it shows the flash, of course. Um, and I like that. Really creative. You gotta love it. This 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 made me laugh way too much today. Okay. This made me laugh. Watch this video, guys. This made me laugh. It's just, you know, dogs being dogs. It's like looking up at the drone. Boop. <laughs> uh, it made me laugh too much. Because that dog is like, look at that. And then this other dog's like, I'm gonna get it. And then he ends up tackling the other dog. It's adorable. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a timeline cleanser for sure, for sure. So is this Perfect Strangers. Ah, oh, then and now, I need to revisit Perfect Strangers. You know, I I told you guys. You know, remember, I went down uh, and revisited uh, Family Matters, and I, you know, I I didn't tweet everything about it, but you know, I tweeted a lot about revisiting Family Matters. Of course, you know, I did. I revisited Fresh Prince, Boy Meets World, all these streaming services bringing back, and I know Hulu has Perfect Strangers, so I need to revisit Perfect Strangers. Cousin, cousin, uh, so I got to do that. And uh, hey, can we talk about this too? Terminator producer believes the franchise still has a future. Ah, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. Unless you're going to do something fresh, but yes. So obviously the last couple of few Terminators just haven't done it. Haven't done it. So producer, this is what he had to say right here. To give you some perspective, I used to have a scuba diving practice in uh, Micronesia, and we found that they even screened the Terminator, albeit a bootleg video version of one of the most remote islands of the world. The awareness is already built in, and I do think it's a per perennial, whatever the hell that word is, Jesus Christ. With the right story, with the right cast, and the right direction, I think there could still be potential of a future there. Yeah! 
There can be if you stop recycling the same fucking story. You guys had something. You had something with Terminator Salvation. You did. You had something there. There was something there because it was like, all right, we're going to be in the future. We're going to see John Connor and the resistance. And then we'll show like when they send people back and then we're going to have this story where literally like, you know, you got John Connor's dad who is younger than him. It would have been a crazy mind fuck of a story, but studio got involved with it. You hired McG and you created something that just wasn't quite there. You fucked it up. But the elements, the story elements and everything were there. And then you decided, ah, Let's forget that storyline. Now we're just going to go back to the whole, let's send a Terminator back in time to kill whatever. And then, you know, Genesis kind of, they, you know, Genesis kind of had an interesting idea of, hey, let's go back through the existing movies. I thought that was a pretty cool idea, but then the execution sucked. And then when it came to Dark Fate, they brought back Sarah Connor. Perfect. Okay, it's working for the Halloween franchise with Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. Totally working, so let's do that too. Great idea. Execution sucked. Still the same story. Wasn't John Connor because you killed him right at the beginning and totally just killed that fucking legacy. And then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, now we got this girl. She's going to lead the new resistance. Okay. Still the same storyline. So you kill John Connor, that whole legacy, just to do, just to switch the storyline to this girl over here being the leader of the resistance. Ugh, frustrates me, man, because I do love this franchise. Who doesn't? But they just decided, hey, you know, we tried to give it a shot when it came to certain, you know, the Terminator Salvation storyline, and and uh, let's just go back to what what should work. It's like, yeah, but it's not working anymore. We're tired of that storyline. Come up with something fresh. Stop recycling the same shit. I'm just saying. Just saying, man. Just saying. What's going on, Carrie? Genesis was okay, but you actually love Dark Fate, Mr. Bailey. Interesting. I mean, I'm not saying it's all bad. I mean, I'll always point out what works in certain things. And Dark Fate had some things that worked for it. Um, I even got a little emotional, not going to lie. When, and I like the fact, I like when it came to Dark Fate, I really liked the fact that, so you had this Terminator that, that, that completed his mission. And then they went, all right, so then he decided like, I have no purpose now. What do I do? I'm going to try to blend in with the humans. They should have did an entire movie about that. Okay. <clears throat> Terminator Dark Fate should have been entirely on the point of view of if you're going to kill John Connor like that, and then all of a sudden you just have this Terminator that's roaming all through and trying to blend in with human beings. There's your fresh idea. But it was a subplot. It was just another, it was just a subplot. They should have had that be the main plot. And then maybe you could incorporate some of the other stuff. You could have had some Sarah Connor stuff in there. It would have been, they just needed to move it around because that would have been interesting to see Arnold because obviously they always want to incorporate Arnold into a Terminator movie. So, okay, we'll make him be the star of the movie and don't put that as a subplot of him trying to blend in with humans. He literally... He literally found a family, a job, all this stuff. That interests the shit out of me. I thought that was unique and interesting, but it was a subplot. And that was it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They should have did that. That was cool. That was totally cool what they did with that. I was totally digging that. I'm like, all right, let's see how he would try to blend in with the human beings. That's a fresh, that's a fresh fucking idea right there. 
the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator after completing his mission, growing old, and trying to just blend in with the human beings. Perfect. Would have been great. But no! They just had to be like, nope, can't have a Terminator without having some kind of resistance leader that's some other Terminator. Now we're going to make him like, I don't know, we're going to make him a combination of liquid metal, uh, regular exoskeleton, and fuck, I don't know. Jesus Christ. Frustrating. But... They should have kept with the, they should have just did that. Sorry. I had a rant off because when I saw that, I went, yeah, yeah, because it just, yeah, yeah, that's the only way, only way, Mr. Producer, that they're going to be able to do that. Anyways, rant over with. Thank you. <sighs> We're good. Just saying, just love that franchise and they just keep on fucking, they just keep on trying. Look at this shot right here. Release that air cut. Not even sure where that's from, but looks cool as fuck. I don't know. It definitely wasn't in the theatrical, that's for sure. Jeez. Of course, we'll be talking about that. All that stuff. And uh, hey, uh, one of the Cyber Nerds guys, uh, Joe, uh, he wants to, uh, he posted this tweet right here. He says, so we, the Cyber Nerds, want to host a screening of Zack Snyder's Justice League at MCM comic-con london on october 23rd as it's never been in theaters in the uk we feel comic-con is a perfect place for it i'm just here to ask for the community to help support us make it happen so yes i think we all would love that to happen so support that make sure you're following uh, you're following the cyber nerds make sure that's that's all happening right there and uh this crap this made me laugh today too because you know after you know Governor Cuomo, Governor Cuomo resigned yesterday because he likes to touch people. Um, I always thought he looked like somebody. Did not realize that Governor Cuomo looked like John Dorian from fucking The Mask after he puts the mask on. <laughs> Come on. That's hilarious. I always thought, man, he looks like somebody. And there it is. <laughs> Uh, was it John Dorian? Is that what his name was in the movie? Dorian? Yeah. The big baddie from The Mask. I mean, that's perfect right there. What's going on? What's going on, Mom? Mama Film Junkie is here. But yeah, I was like, wow, that's so perfect. It's uh, it's crazy. And happy birthday yesterday, apparently, to uh, Will Fiedel, which, of course, I know I first uh, know Will Fiedel. Fiedel? Is that how you say it? Friedel? Friedel? <laughs> I first know him for, of course, Boy Meets World playing uh, Eric. But yeah, of course, he was uh, the voice of uh, Terry McGinnis in the future Batman. Uh, so happy birthday to him. I love that Kevin Conroy gave him a birthday uh, wish right there. Look at this, guys. We've got some McFarlane. McFarlane. <laughs> McFarlane, the Batman toys. Don't want to show too much of that. They're going to gonna end up uh, dive bombing my fucking stream here. But that's cool. Yeah. Ooh, you know I'm going to be getting some of those. Some of those. The McFarlane for the Batman. Going to be crazy. Crazy. Anyways, guys, all right. Let's talk about uh, Michael Keaton. Talking about, I mean, of course, you know, this is what's funny, guys. And um, this is what's got Batman. I love that, of course. Definitely still has it. Still has that good uh, I'm Batman kind of voice. I'm Batman. So anyways, it is kind of funny because... You know, obviously right now, Michael Keaton is promoting uh, the protege with uh, Maggie Q, Sam Jackson. Definitely going to probably check it out. 
I just wish they had another trailer because I've seen the same trailer with like the last five movies that I've gone to watch at the movie theater. It's the same fucking trailer. It's like, can we get a new trailer, please? But he's promoting it. And so naturally, everybody's going to be asking about the Flash movie and him coming back as Batman, naturally. And uh, well, I mean, he's he might be part of him is probably going shit. You got to get a bunch of fucking questions about the Batman. But at the same time, what's over his left, his right shoulder as he's doing this, as these interviews are happening and being cut out and then articles are being said, I'm telling you, I mean, this goes back, it, it literally, the movie that he's trying to promote is just right over his right shoulder. So there's getting a lot of exposure. I mean, that's the, that's the good thing about this. And then this goes back. Because I totally agreed with James Gunn right here that that Martin Scorsese was kind of using like the whole Marvel thing to get out into the media. It's not you have to almost I mean, that's the, that's the thing when it comes to these movies, when it comes to these big movies, these fucking comic book movies, all this nerd shit. Let's face it. It's big and it's out there. So if somehow you can incorporate it and get people talking about it. They're also going to be like, oh, yeah. So-and-so is looking at a movie. That's why when James Gunn said something, I mean, of course, the way that, that the context, you know, the way that he said it maybe sounded a little, eh, you know, but it's James Gunn. What can you say? But um, at the same time, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, I'm sure the studio that is, uh, you know, the studio, whatever studio it is. I know it's the studio that, uh, fuck, I forgot who's uh, distributing um, this movie, but I'm sure they're loving the fact that they're getting a lot of exposure for this movie because Michael Keaton is talking about the flash movie, talking about Batman again. I mean, it's just, it's, it's right. It's right there. Uh, so is Keaton done with flash or is he just taking off to do press? Now I, that's a good question. That is a very good question. I don't think, uh, no, he's definitely not done because we, uh, we heard, of course, that Ben Affleck's going to be suiting up next month, which it's sounding like that's going to be pretty legit. So I don't think he's quite done. But, of course, he had to take a break to promote the new movie. So I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done. I really don't think he's done. So, man, Mattia, you really like Clooney better, huh? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, I didn't mind Clooney as uh, Bruce Wayne, but Clooney as Batman with his fucking bobblehead shit. Hey, Freeze. I'm Batman. His I'm Batman was really lame when he came crashing through and he's just like, freeze. I'm Batman. I'm like, ugh, ugh, you know, but Michael Keaton, I'm Batman. Christian Bale, I'm Batman. You know, I mean, really good. And then, of course, Batfleck has not said I'm Batman. Well, not, you know, not as the character. He has not said Batman, but um, and then, of course, they, I love I, I just love the fact that Matt Reeves changed it up on vengeance. Ooh. So good. But anyways, so let's, uh, yeah, I mean, and sadly, I know we're not going to, I know this is Collider, yes. And a certain uh, person who, you know, whatever, it's fine. But they were interviewing him, and of course, they asked the question. And he talks about the introduction, the introduction of the movie right here, or at least for his character. I have to start with something that I am, absolutely freaking out over which is uh the fact that you are going to play batman again um and i just wanted to know as a huge fan what was it like stepping on set for the first time wearing that batman costume again after so many years 
weirdly and, and ironically easy. Uh, ironically and easy. a little bit emotional and just a rush of uh, uh, memories. Um, and without giving anything away, because I can't, the first, basically the first shot, not of the entire movie, but the first kind of, let's say, introduction uh, is so good uh, that when we walked on and we started talking about a couple of shots and the angles, I went, oh, this is uh, this is big. This is great. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean for me. I mean, I mean, the imagery is really it's just great, great, and reminiscent to some degree of Tim Burton. See, I love the fact that Burton or uh, that Keaton keeps on. He keeps on pushing the Tim Burton thing because you know, from what I gathered, um, I you know I've told you guys that he was pushing for Tim Burton to you know do some Batman Beyond stuff, which I thought if they did a Batman Beyond movie, wouldn't it be interesting if Tim Burton directed that movie as well? And then we would just have a complete trilogy of Keaton, Burton, you know, Batman. thought that idea was cool, but it, I don't, man, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. seems like Burton, you know, he's going to be doing this Adam's Family thing. Not going to happen, but um, so the introduction and then the angles and the way everything is, I mean, obviously he's not going to, you know, he can't say much. And then, of course, he's not going to be like, yeah, man, it sucked. I got in the bat suit again. It sucked. Well, at the same time, I'm sure the bat suit totally better than what he wore back then. Because, I mean, let's face it. Now that technology is a little better, and I'm sure, like like we talked about it yesterday, that it's going to be partially CGI. It has to be. Because there's very much going to have to be some kind of kingdom come kind of element to it that's going to help him. I mean, the guy's fucking 70 years old, even though, again, looks great for 70 years old. You know, just, I mean, I was still like, man, Keaton felt like he hasn't aged in the last 15 years. seems like he got to a spot and then stopped. <laughs> but uh, we do know, though, like uh, when we, from the, the flash set photos, they do add a, a piece to him. So he's going to have some interesting, uh, that's going to be interesting to uh, see when we see on the big screen, because we know that he's going to be wearing, a wig, but you know, and that's uh, because, you know, the hair did thin out a little bit for him, but at the same time, it's like they wanted to give him back that kind of, uh, that Bruce Wayne, Tim Burton, Bruce Wayne kind of vibe to, uh, the hairdo right there. So, but, um, it's going to be kind of interesting because, you know, we talked about it yesterday when it came to, uh, he also said something about like, uh, playing with himself kind of thing or fighting himself or whatever. And, uh, it's funny too, because, you know, I had some fun last night. If you guys look at the thumbnail that I'm, and <laughs> that I made, um, I just kind of, I was like trying to, I just, I've been, ha I was having so much fun with Photoshop and I'm like, all right, I'm going to place him into a kingdom come type suit because, you know, I'm pretty sure, I mean, from what we've gathered, and I think, uh, you know, some people have even spoken about it is the fact that, yes, it's going to have that element to it, but it's also going to have Batman Returns vibe to it as well, which we saw. We saw the uh, the logo and we saw kind of like, oh, yeah, there's going to be some Batman Returns elements when it comes to the suit. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if like, yeah, are they going to do a time travel thing? Are they going to go into those movies Batman and Batman Returns, are they going to go into those movies? There's going to be some kind of elements. There's going to be a younger version that we're actually going to see back in that. I don't know. That's why in the, I was having fun last night. I'm like, can you imagine having like we have the older 
Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne, Batman, you know, of course, in that suit. And then we have the younger one, which, of course, I love the 89 suit more than the return suit. You know me. I love it. Not 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 the three spike tail, the feet. Remember, Reeves FX showed up on the on the, the vodka stream and he said, no, those are feet. That's not a spiked. That's not a three spike tail. Those are feet, which uh, interesting. I never I always just thought it was a tail. But anyways, so I had that in there. And then, of course. But I, I wanted to use that that Ben Affleck shot that uh, Patrick Totopoulos posted because it's such a good shot. So that's why I did that. With I actually made that thumbnail last night. I went, eh, perfect time to use it. Let's use that. I've been having some fun with that. So, But can you imagine just having like something like that? I mean, obviously, when it comes to Ben Affleck's Batman, it's going to be not as lengthy as probably we'd hope. It'd be, I mean, we want it to be something. And, of course, we wanted the Thomas wayne batman that'd be pretty sweet though if they actually somehow just snuck that in there without anybody knowing because we know that jeffrey dean is totally about it if we could get that in there i mean but then at the same time we start going is this more of a batman movie or a flash movie yeah you start incorporating too many batmen you're gonna get it's gonna get a little too crazy and then of course there's all those rumors that oh yeah well what if uh george clooney's batman shows up or whatever the hell and it's just like now nah, i don't think they're gonna go that far but uh it's always uh bring back Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, I mean that'd be sweet, but I mean if you watched uh if you watch the documentary Val, he's not exactly in uh, the shape to do that, but yeah, it's going to be interesting what they do. Do armpit fart? Okay, that's interesting there. Um Jeffrey Dean as Thomas Wayne. Yeah, no, I mean that's what we'd want. That's what we that I mean that's when when they talked about the whole Flashpoint thing, it was like, yeah, perfect. And Jeffrey Dean seems like he's uh, down for it, you know? And I even asked, I remember I asked Zach, I'm like, did you have like this idea in your head that if there was a Thomas Wayne Batman, is that why you cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan? And he said, no, he's just, you know, he just cast him because he thought that's what Batflex fucking dad would look like. You know, he's a big dude, just a big dude. And I'm like, God damn it, man. And remember, it was on that call sheet at one point, too. And I'm just like, how many versions of the Flash script were there? And obviously, there was versions that had that Thomas Wayne Batman in there. And then when we heard about Michael Keaton, and then there was rumors that Michael Keaton was going to be Thomas Wayne. You know, and it's like Thomas Wayne to Ben Affleck. I'm like, um, <laughs> the genetics don't look like they're there. Michael Keaton's like 5'8". Ben Affleck's like seven foot fucking 10. Yeah. I don't think that that doesn't really work. I think, um, uh, well, I think, uh, it was, uh, what's her name, right? Um, that said that I think it was her that, uh, actually said that. Right! Sorry. I can't find my drops as easily anymore. For some reason, StreamYard changed like the whole UI where everything's all stacked used to be like, so I can't find the mic drops as good anymore. That's why I'm moving over to Streamlabs. But anyways, I'm Batman. There you go. But yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. I know it'd be cool if uh, they somehow got Cyborg in there as well. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. If they bring back Kilmer, they'd have to ditch. Yeah, Kilmer's. Uh, yeah, I know Ben 6'2". I was over-exaggerating. I know. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, you wear those boots about six, three, six, four, obviously the biggest cinematic Batman. Uh, okay. Sorry. Okay. God damn. I love, I love how I was, I was over exaggerating the height difference 
So I had, you know, I made Michael Keaton shorter and Ben Affleck bigger. And the whole chat is just like, dude, come on, man. He's actually this. Yeah. Okay. And they're all just like, you prick. Yeah. Fuck. Whatever. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. That's what everybody's saying in the chat right now. And speaking of Bale, remember we heard that he might be in there too, which I went, fuck no. Please do not have Bale. If you're going to go batshit crazy, you know, pardon the pun, you get Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that shit. That's what I was always about. I'm like, don't bring back Bale. Bring in Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Let's see what his Batman, Nightwing, whatever the hell he wanted to turn into. Let's see what happened with him. Let's see how he altered that costume. Is he a Batman or is he a Nightwing kind of type? You know, that's what I was just doing. <sighs> He's actually 6'4". <laughs> now we're talking about heights. Oh, yeah, I know. It's sad. It's sad because, you know, I like, you know, I love me some uh, Val Kilmer, Batman and Bruce Wayne. You know, I always talked about how in Batman Forever, I thought I thought Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne, Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne better than Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. I don't care what anybody says. Like Val Kilmer's uh, Bruce Wayne better than Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Definitely. 100% back that up. I thought he was great in there. But, uh, yeah, you watch that doc, though, too. I mean, you know, of course, like I said, he talks about the costume. and uh, Keaton is eight feet tall <laughs> right there. But I don't know. It's just going to be interesting because you kind of wonder, like, how what what is that introduction going to be like? Are we going to get like, are we going to get a, you know, I mean, look at the introduction of Batman 89, which I still need to buy that. I'm, I'm going to go try to purchase that com that first issue of Batman 89 tomorrow. But, you know, obviously when, when, we, when it comes to Batman 89 and we first kind of get that build up tease of Batman, I mean, that shot of him just raising up his cape and you see the costume in all its glory, you hear the score, it's in slow motion. It's awesome. Awesome. So, is there, what is there going to be when it comes to the introduction of Michael Keaton's Batman? That's what I'm like curious about. Is it, are we going to get an introduction of him just getting out there and still fighting crime? And what's Gotham going to look like? The technology? It's all going to be interesting. And I love the fact that he was talking about how how everything's going to be shot and a certain you know the way that things are going to be shot. I mean, it sounds like pure epicness. Like it's going to be you know this is why I trust Andy Muschietti. I'm hoping that this is going to really parlay his, you know, his directing chops. I mean, obviously, when it came to the It movies, he did he did a good job. I mean, obviously, when it came to the part two, a lot of people didn't like it as part one, but that's just that's usually the case. Even when you watch the old It, you know, miniseries, I guess you could say, or whatever the hell, I guess TV movie. Yeah, it's always the first part is always better than the second part. It's because it's kids. That's what I always said when it came to it part one and part two. I went, the reason why part one is a lot freakier is because it's kids. When it's adults, not as freaky. Kids, yes. But he still had some really cool uh, stuff in there. And I, I really think that he's going to do hopefully something good when it comes to all that. <sighs> what are we talking about? Muschietti is not our enemy. Nope. Muschietti's are not our enemy. The enemies are those Warner Brothers execs, which some of them are not there anymore, but some of them, sadly, are still there. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see the reaction because, you know, when it comes to the Suicide Squad and how they react to all that because didn't, you know, didn't quite, didn't quite perform as well as they probably hope. But what can you do? What can you do? I'm Batman. Can't stop playing that. Anyways, 
Uh, yeah. Um, let's see here. The next one, making sure. Yeah. Okay. I spelled something wrong right there. All right. Let's talk about this fucking. <laughs> Chloe Bennett quits Powerpuff Girls. Probably her best career move ever. This, this, this show just needs to go away. This show, it's not working. I mean, we already heard, we, we saw the set photos of them in the costumes look ridiculous because they're grown women. <laughs> this, I mean, I always thought, okay, I never was into the show Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Never was, but you know, I've caught it and it's like, they're literally little girls. Okay. But, oh, let's do a CW show where they're like adults or probably adults playing teenagers. I don't know. You know how the CW just likes to do that, you know, the young adult shit all the time. And then, and we saw that looked ridiculous. And then apparently the part of the leak, uh, the part of the script leaked as well. And it sounded ridiculous. And it was just, there's a lot of ridiculousness that was happening. And then all of a sudden we hear that they decided to scrap what they shot and they were going to reshoot everything again, like rehash things. And now you lost probably the only name in the three. I think a lot of people know who she is because of agents of shield. The other two actresses, I have no fucking idea where they're from, what, what else they've been in, but, but yeah. So when it comes to, uh, right here, exclusive <laughs> variety article right here that, that talks about it. It's just, this, well, I don't know why, who, who thought this was going to be a good idea. Powerpuff CW pilot star, Chloe Bennett. Oh, I did spell her name wrong. Oops. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I did spell her name wrong. There's an H in there, Dave. Come on. Hold on. Let me add the H. I was like, wait a minute. Her name doesn't look right. And there it is. I'll start spelling my name with a, a random silent H somewhere. All right, there we go. Oh, wait, that's not it. That's an old freaking, I don't use that anymore. Anyway, so right here. Chloe Bennett has stepped down as one of the three leads in the live-action CW pilot based on the Powerpuff Girls. Variety has learned exclusively. Bennett was set to star as Blossom in the pilot, which currently titled Powerpuff. The show was originally in contention during uh, pilot season earlier this year for a potential fall air date. The CW made the decision to redevelop and reshoot it instead. The CW chairman and CEO Mark Pedo, Pedowitz um, calling the first pilot a miss. According to an individual with knowledge of the situation, Studio Warner Brothers Television wanted to extend Bennett's option as they reworked the pilot, but scheduling conflicts forced her to exit, casting for a new... Yeah, scheduling. Scheduling conflicts. Well, there's a possibility that some people are kind of thinking, well, we got Marvel's Secret Wars coming out, and maybe she'll be included in there because she was a predominant character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that could be it, but at the same time, this is a blessing for her because this movie probably, or this movie, this show probably would have just bombed. I don't, I just, how do you, uh, I just, you know what I thought immediately when I saw the, the, the set photos and them in the getup? I mean, it, it, it was like, it was, it was like one of those, when you watch a movie and they're filming something within the movie, that's really ridiculous. Just to emphasize that that's what it felt like, like a, a show within a movie plot. That's what it sounded like. So good on her, man. I think she's going to be okay. I think she's going to be okay. You know, I wish we got Billy D Williams. 
So now we need to release the Chloe cut. <laughs> I don't think we need that because from what I gathered from that leaked, uh, that leaked script, uh, no. But then again, I'm not a Powerpuff Girls fan. Okay, I secretly am. That's right. I'm part of a part of a Facebook page, and uh, you know we, we we have Powerpuff cons over Zoom. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Now, um, hey, power to you if you like the show. I know it's a popular show. I just never got into it. Just really never got into it. So good on good on Chloe. You know, there's better things out there for you. And hey, if she can get back into that Marvel world. Yeah, good on her. So it was like, hey, I'm out. We're not gonna reshoot this shit again. So good on her. Probably a great career move for sure. All right, Yaya Abdul Mateen talks Aquaman 2 script. So uh, pretty much uh, the uh, the Hollywood Reporter wanted to do a whole little expose on Yaya, who is just blowing up, just absolutely blowing up. Uh, he got an Emmy win for Watchmen, and then, of course, he's going to be in Candyman uh, sequel, not really a reboot. Aquaman 2 and The Matrix 4. I always forget about, yeah, The Matrix 4. It's like, holy shit. Like, remember, we got to remember that uh, Matrix 4, he's going to be part of that as well. And it just seems like he's always being talked about. He's just like the, he's the guy. He's the guy right now. Um, so it says right here, it says on the up, 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 AirPods, so like time off. Probably, uh, let's see what he has to say about Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom. Yeah, well, he's talking about all kinds of stuff here. Sorry, should have like uh, zeroed in on what exactly he was saying because I saw the quote. I saw the quote right here, but of course, I'm digging through this hole. <laughs> well, anyways, he basically, um, I'll find it right here, but basically what he was, what he was saying about the Aquaman 2 script, which was kind of interesting because when you go and rewatch the first Aquaman after watching, I guess, especially after watching Zack Snyder's Justice League and kind of seeing where they went with it. I mean, the script is, you know, not as deep as, you know, pardon that pun, but still it's not as, not as deep as maybe you'd want it to be. You know, it, it does get a little hokey, gets a little cringy. The dialogue's not always there, but of course he praises uh, the script for uh, Aquaman 2 and just basically just letting everybody know that there's a, a lot more, there's, deeper elements there's a lot more for his character to do you know a lot more hopefully there's going to be a little bit more black uh, backstory i almost said <laughs> they almost got canceled right there because i was thinking about black manta and almost said black story yeah that that would get you canceled right there ah jeez. but even says right here it says yeah the matrix four wrapped in abdul mateen signed on did i spell his name wrong too jeez i am doing i'm doing just terrible with names right now there's only one T. God. Fail. Thank you. One T. I just looked at the article. And I'm like, damn it. Did it again. Did it again. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, I said after making stream of films, the studio rhythm. Yeah. And then he, uh, the Aquaman sequel. And he says, I think uh, this is his quote right here when he talks about the Aquaman sequel. He says, I think. Uh, I think uh, the script is better than it was in the first one. It gives the actors a lot of good storytelling elements. In Aquaman, we just got a small introduction to Black Manta and to some of his motivations. In this one, I get to exercise and breathe a little bit more. I'm showing some different colors with this one. So there you go. Giving some praise to that script. And yeah, I just really hope that that script is just a little, little stronger. A little stronger. That's what I'm just hoping. Because after rewatching it again and just kind of, 
you know, it, it to me, it, it, it and, and who knows if we're going to find that out. I mean, it was, it's a, it's a spectacular feat, what they try to do, what they did with this movie. James Wan did a great job when it came to, when it came to, uh, you know, obviously filming, having this world, um, this world underwater and how gorgeous it was. The VFX were just top notch. It was all absolutely fantastic. But, um, but at the same time, sometimes you, you, the dialogue, dialogue, eh, wasn't quite there, but I'm excited for this. And the fact that he's saying that he's going to have a lot more to, a lot more, you know, all the characters are going to have a lot more to, uh, to, to work with, I guess you could say, hopefully, you know, hopefully we can, uh, get somewhere in there and let's not mention let's you know let's also mention the fact that you know aquaman in the lost kingdom was mentioned on those storyboards when it came to Zack snyder and what they were potentially going to do with the sequels you know i mean i'm very much i mean when you watch james wan's other movies i mean yeah he's got a very stylistic there's he has a style he has his very own style but at the same time you know he doesn't cheat he doesn't he was never like, oh, yeah, let's put this cheesy line in here and let's put it, you know, I don't know. But at the same time, we kind of know guy with the ball cap was probably uh, helping out with that. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. A lot. Cause, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like anything cheesy. You kind of go, was that Jeff Johns? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, it's so weird with that guy because he's made, he, he, he wrote so many good fucking books but then when it came to the movies, like, oh, we got to have a joke here. Got a joke there. I hear you talk to fish. Yeah. But too bad James Wan didn't do like two takes with the first Aquaman. I said like, hey, all right. Say, say, say the, say you could have peed on it. Then we're going to do a take where you don't say you could have peed on it. Okay, Jason. Could have peed on it. <laughs> it's a cheesy line. So it's a pretty cheesy line, but you know. What can you do? What can you do? So hopefully, yes, I really fingers crossed that Aquaman 2, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is going to be, you know, I think it's going to be a little bit more solid and it's going to have some beautiful, beautiful visual effects, of course, because that's one of the things that the first one definitely has is the the effects and how they pulled it all off underwater, the hair. And then, of course, just just I mean, it, it's just uh, Atlantis, the way that it looked and all how gorgeous it was. I mean, come on, come on. Who watched What If? Episode one. I figured, you know what? I was going to do a you know quick review like I usually do, but I thought, nah, I'll save it for the show. Might as well. But uh, yeah, like I said, right after I got done with work, I put on What If? First episode, which of course has uh, Peggy, Peggy Carter as uh, a Captain Britain, I guess you could say. Well, not really Captain Britain, but her version of Captain America. Were they calling her Captain Britain? I don't even know, but you know, you know how it is. Basically the first story, I mean, it, first off, it starts off great. You have Jeffrey Wright as a watcher and you have his, has, you have his narration and you, and the animation just very beautiful, very beautiful. I'm telling you, uh, when it comes to the animation I, and we even saw that when it came to the trailers, I'm like, yeah, the animation, they, they great a animation, unique style. It's really cool. Really cool. But um, so then when it came to the show, like I said, Jeffrey Wright doing the narration, just having his voice, he's got that really distinct, really awesome voice to be the watcher. That's absolutely fantastic. It's uh, captain Carter. That's what it was. Sorry. It's not, Ca I was like, no, it's not captain Britain. That's a whole other freaking character. 
that apparently Henry Cavill might play. Yeah, no, it's probably not going to happen either. But um, no, but uh, yeah. So watching the episode, obviously, there's an explanation of what's happening. Which coming off of Loki, we kind of already get. Like, yeah, one little moment can just totally change. And then, of course, there's just multiple, multiple, multiple universes of different things. I mean that 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 can make that could drive you insane, especially if you have, especially if you get a little too. You know, you start thinking about that shit. It's like, yeah, I mean, the whole multiverse concept. I mean, literally, like every decision, every little tiny decision that you were to make is like its own universe. There's a universe where my mouse is moves up that way. That's a whole other universe. But uh, yeah, with this one. So when it comes to the story of Captain Carter, I mean, obviously, yeah, something happens. I won't. I won't give any spoilers, just in case you guys haven't watched it. But something, yeah, does happen where. You know, the that's the exact moment that something changes, and then she ends up getting the uh, the serum and stuff like that. And um, I enjoyed it; I really enjoyed it. Like I said, um, I mean, it seems like what they were. I will say this though: I see it seems like when it comes to, I almost thought after the show, or actually when the show was happening, I'm like, man, this is almost this this show. I think is going to be the MCU's version of nostalgia because. The MCU is still relatively fresh, new, not really, maybe not fresh, but I'm just saying it's relatively new. Like we haven't gotten different versions of these characters. Like when it comes to DCU and not my Batman, not my Superman. <laughs> I want my Superman to smile and all this stuff. Why Batman kill? You know, all those complaints. And then, of course, when we get some of the stuff and it's all nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. I think this movie is going to kind of do that because when you watch this episode, they take a lot of elements from Captain America, the first Avenger, of course. A lot of elements, story points. There's a lot of things in there that it's like, all right, remember this? Remember that? Well, this is a little bit different. Remember this? A little bit different. Remember when they talked about this? Yeah, but it's a little different this time, you know? So, I don't know. It's uh. I just kind of wonder, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be kind of like that. And it's like, okay, understandable. You kind of just went, all right, we changed it up, but we're also going to just kind of do the same story as the first Avenger. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You got Red Skull. we got certain story beats that happen. There's Bucky right there. There's the train. Like I said, I'm not going to give any uh, too many spoilers. And then, of course, Steve is there, but as still little Steve. So I thought that was kind of cool. And whoever does voice Steve Rogers does very much sound like Chris Evans. It's kind of weird because everyone else is the actual actor. Sebastian Stan, Dominic Cooper, Stanley Tucci comes back. I mean, it's kind of funny how everybody is the same, but it, but not Steve Rogers, not Chris Evans. But the voice talent they got from him does sound very much like him. So it doesn't really take you out of it, which is good. They they got it seems like they're going to have some good voice actors that sound like the actors um that are there and and, and I still kind of wonder about that too. So you guys are still arguing about Aquaman stuff, aren't you? <laughs> I love it. I'm here talking about a whole different universe in the multiverse and you guys are still talking about Aquaman. It's okay. But anyways, so but I enjoyed it, like I said, um you know, I do, you know, it was just kind of like, all right, but it's going to still follow the same story. It's going to be interesting what they do when it comes to the other stories and uh, and very much all of that. And, uh, you know, it can get a little cheesy, but it's it's animation. It's a little cartoony. It's whatever. But I, I dug it. I really dug it. Like I said, the animation's pretty great. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they do with it. I mean, obviously, when we have T'Challa, 
It's going to be part of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see all what they do with these characters and the stories that they go on. And, and I think it was a it was a strong opening. They were like, okay, we have uh, we have Captain Carter. It's going to very much be in line of what happened with the first Captain America movie, which you know. A lot of people need to talk about that first Captain America movie a little bit more because I think that's, you know, that's that's in more of the top tier. It's not as good as Winter Soldier, of course, but I think it's it's up there. It was a good uh, introduction to Captain America, but there's a lot of interesting beats that happen within this. And uh, I really I really recommend it if you uh, if you want something a little bit different. Um you want something a little bit different, a little bit fresh when it comes to the MCU? Watch What If. I totally recommend it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next and how it all comes about. Multiverse, what a concept. Too bad DC. DC just is like, all right, we're going to... We got it. Multiverse. But then it's like, all right, so why can't we have you know some more of this? I'm rubbing myself again, I know. I know you guys love that. But uh, anyways, watch What If. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I really hope to see Haley Atwell as Captain Carter in a live action. Yeah, that would be great. Especially, you know, she's kind of big and, you know, they're going to, of course, have to pat her up a little bit. They didn't make her like too like crazy big, but, you know, they made her they made, they made her pretty big in that. But I think, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see actually Haley uh, Atwell to actually do that, man. That'd be uh, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. All right, let's go to some Twitter questions here. Let's see here. Let's go to the Twitter questions. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, come on, Twitter. Why are you acting dumb right now? Let's see what you guys have to ask over here. All right. Uh, Dave, what do you think of the uh, pacing? I heard a lot of people complaining about it. I don't know. Like the, It's a half hour. It's like 33-minute episode. I thought the pacing was fine. I thought the pacing was fine, to be honest. Dave, have you been working out? Oh, thanks. Thank you, Daniel. I always try to keep in shape, you know. Going to Lake Havasu in a couple weeks. Gotta, you know, gotta look good. Gotta look good. Um, I thought the pacing was fine. Like I said, it was just weird because they were trying to still stick with the first Avenger, Avenger uh, storyline. So it was kind of like, all right. So kind of maybe that's why people were kind of weird with it. All right, Claytalian. Uh, hey, Dave, uh, I was watching Predators recently and hate that they didn't continue from it. Yes. See, that's another thing. It's the same thing like Terminator. It's like Salvation was going somewhere, but the execution wasn't quite there. When it came to Predators, I thought the execution was pretty much there. And it was kind of like, God damn it. That's where you should go with the predator stuff. No, let's just stop and rehash it to a predator just shows up, shows up, you know, at some fucking, you know, town or whatever the hell. And then ugh. also, I thought it'd be cool to introduce the, uh, the Xenomorphs aliens in the sequel since the planet they were on was just a game preserve for the predators. Yeah. God, it was such a good concept when it came to predators. I like your idea, Clay. Really do. Now, I think they should do something like that. Somehow incorporate Terminator in there somewhere. Just have a batshit crazy multi-fucking, you know, crossover with all those. Uh, Eric. Hey, Dave. Been with the folks at Disney Hollywood Studios today, so I'm kind of out of the loop on today's topic. So call this an announcement of sorts for a trending event on the 20th. Last year's did okay for a trial run. We up 
Uh, we up to go big this time? Uh, you're still about, wait, what? What's this? So I had a thought. Let me ask the Restore the Snyderverse community if you're all interested. August 20th is the birthday of our Lois, Amy Adams. Would you be interested in taking part in a trend day of Amy Adams, Lois Lane? I mean, why not? We all love her as uh, Lois Lane, and I'm sure a lot of people will be uh, posting a lot of Lois Lane gifts, especially in the uh, community. So I'm sure we'll see it. I just don't know if people are going to like jump on the big time hashtag, but we'll see. But I'll retweet. Edward, hey, Dave, I always wondered why people complain about Batgirl or Blue Beetle being put on HBO Max when you know those same people won't go and see it because it's under Walter Hamada. I know. It's true, and then I think uh, even though uh, uh, Ray Flightcast Ray, I mean, we talked about it too on the Vodka stream numerous times. It's like you're gonna more eyes are probably gonna end up seeing that because you put out a Batgirl Blue Beetle movie out in the theaters, they might not do as strongly as they would hope, but it would probably do gangbusters when it comes to a streaming, just like just like what they've done with other characters too when it comes to Disney. When it comes to you know Marvel, Marvel, and and even like the Netflix shows, like anybody's gonna know who Jessica Jones is, Luke Cage. I mean, they weren't gonna know all that, but then you put them on a streaming service and they do well. And people get to know these characters. You know, I know some people are like, oh, it's just Warner Brothers being racist again. I'm like, well, no, not everything is fucking racist, guys. Jesus. Um. Carrie, Dave, comic book fans are used to seeing a Harley split from the Joker, but do you think mainstream audiences aren't ready to see Harley apart from the Joker since Joker and Batman were in the Suicide Squad? Could that be a reason why less people watch the movie? Yeah, I mean, that could be part of it. You know, she's always been attached to the Joker. There's always been that element to it. That could be part of it. I don't know. I was just, I was hoping that she would be like a little more independent though and i thought she kicked ass in the movie but yeah that could very well have an effect ronak if michael keaton is back as batman what are the chances of having another superman from that world i think the chances are good i would not be surprised if brandon ruth was going to be incorporated into it and then of course you have cavill's superman that'd be interesting you know that we've all kind of heard that that might be the case but um yeah i mean very well i mean that could that could very well be the case. I mean, it's going to be interesting that we have a 70-year-old Batman. You can't tell me that there's not other superheroes in his world. So I'm kind of curious. Michael, hey, Dave, do you think they're going to do a Kingdom Come-like suit, Kingdom Come-like suit for Keaton in the Flash? Yes, they definitely going to have elements of that. Also, what graphic novel would you like to see DC adapt into uh, an animated feature next? Batman Ego, that would be my uh, that'd be my next one, uh, and then a, even a Kingdom Come too. Do a whole series about that. They should do like a whole series about the Kingdom Come world. To be honest, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Cooper Knox, I don't know if you covered this, but there's an AMA Reddit screenshot of Martin Campbell saying his toughest fight was clashing with Wonder Brothers execs over Green Lantern. Thoughts? Well. <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, we definitely, uh, we definitely know that there's, uh, there's going to be more people like talking about that directors of, uh, certain Warner Brothers movies. Hard fact.
So yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that Martin Campbell. And speaking of Martin Campbell, he's the one. That's right. I totally forgot. He's the one that's actually directing that protege movie with Maggie Q and Michael Keaton. I always forget that he's the director of that movie, which actually adds to it because I'm like, eh, I like some Martin Campbell. But yeah, so uh, yeah, let's release that Campbell cut. I and mean, we talked about it before. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I want him to start talking more about that. That'd be sweet. Um, Mr. Del Futuro, are you going to watch Powerpuffs after knowing that Chloe Bennett is out of the movie? Well, first off, it's the show, and no, I don't plan on watching it. Like I said, I was never, I was never a fan of the cartoon. So, what can you do? Oh my God, this is Nightwing. Oh yeah, that's gonna be good stuff right there. So, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to post the clip though because I don't, you know. If I show more than like six seconds of a clip, I might get Warner Brothers might just be like, snipe, snipe. So don't want to do that. Uh, let's see. Clement, uh, your thoughts? I think this is pretty cool. Also, what do you think about the new Twitter update? I don't know if I got a new Twitter update. Um, Rupert Grayson uh, Williams confirmed to return as composer of James Wan's um, Aquaman Lost King. Yes, that's that's great. I thought his score was great in the first one, so I'm totally for that. Uh, keep it consistent when it comes to that same director. Why not have the same, uh, composer Ollie, to be honest, interest will spike again. If they can get Keaton to interact with Godot, Godot, Momoa and Cavill as well. The proven stars. Yeah. I mean, and you never know what could happen. You just never, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that we know about this movie and there's a lot of things that we don't know about the flash movie. And that's what, uh, that's that's gonna be uh, that's an interesting thing. That's gonna be an interesting thing to see what happens when it comes to this movie, and um, yeah, I know it's. I mean, if you thought the suicide uh, this past weekend, when it comes to people in the fandom like fighting with other people in the fandom, the people that were absolutely boycotting the movie or pirating the movie because they're so cool, I downloaded this movie for free. Look at me. That's right, sticking it to the man. No. No, you're sticking to your chair because you've been sitting down on your ass way too long in your fucking computer chair and your legs are fucking fusing to the goddamn leather. <sighs> no, but uh, yeah, no. Can you imagine what's going to be? What, what, what's it going to be like when The Flash comes out? But then again, that's over a year from now. The Batman's the next one. That's what's going to be interesting. Curious to see what, what the fandom's going to... How... how What's the fandom discourse going to be for the Batman? Because the Batman is like a different kind of ball game. That's going to be its own thing. It's dark. It's Matt Reeves. Zach has expressed how much he wants to see it. I mean, he also he also expressed he wanted to see the Suicide Squad, and I'm pretty sure he has. I think his son posted that he saw it and liked it, which, ah, even, even Zack Snyder's son, double cross, or not double cross, but you know, going against his father. How dare him? Um, now, nah, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the discourse and the fandom when it comes to the Batman. That, because that's going to be a different kind of beast. It's not going to be, it's not going to be uh, this because obviously this was a sequel. We got Suicide Squad, so not David Ayer. We want the Ayer cut. So I don't think the fandom's going to be, I don't think there's going to be a full-on war like there kind of was when it came to the Suicide Squad. And, uh, and people are going to be calling other people like, you know, pedophile lovers or I don't know, all that stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, I get it. And I know there's other stuff that's come out with James Gunn. And that's going to be curious to see where that ends up going. 
Um, and I, you know, I get the whole thing and we saw the pictures from a while back too, which was very interesting. I know he's a very strange dude, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you can't, you can't point your finger at me and point finger at other people that wanted to just go see this movie just to see the movie. You can't just call them like names and call them like pedophile sympathizers and stuff like that. And then go and praise the X-Men movies from Brian Singer. It doesn't work that way. Okay. I'm just saying you can't, you know, you can't just be like, fuck this movie because of this guy and all the jokes he made. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, X-Men 1, X2, oh, fucking Days of Future Past. Oh, it's so good. I'm like, you realize that director is like gone. Like he's not going to direct the movie again because of accusations and shit like that. That's the thing. That's the thing about that. That whole discourse, I'm like, God damn, do you guys forget about the your favorite X-Men movies or were directed by somebody who was pretty shitty? That's that's come about. Yeah, that's what sucks. That's what sucks, too. But it's like you can appreciate the movies and shit on the guy. And and if shit comes out from James Gunn where it actually gets really bad with all that stuff, I'll be the first one to be like, yeah, fuck that guy. I'm not like some James Gunn stan. I enjoyed most of his movies. But, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, when it came to Guardians 2, I was like, eh, not as good as the first one. I did like... um um slither i like that and then yeah what was that that what was that one that was kind of like kick-ass called hero superhero superhero with uh rain wilson that was a good one so yeah imagine keaton and affleck walking side by side oh don't even oh man you're gonna get me going here how about people that call gun a pedo and then they say support amber heard i know it's all it's again it, it just goes to be like what do i like what do i we got to stop doing that. We got to stop doing that. Like I get that people don't like James Gunn. That's perfectly fine, but you can't just use certain things and then all of a sudden like something when you can. I don't know. It's all just pretty crazy. I wouldn't mind Gunn trying. Uh, oh yeah, Gotham City Sirens. I saw some people talking about Gunn doing Go Gotham City Sirens, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think he probably could do something with that, but I don't know. Gotham City Sirens. I don't know who would be. I don't really see him doing it, but I'm like kind of going, who would be good? I mean, David Ayer. Yeah, I think David Ayer, because that's what he was going to try to do next was Gotham City Sirens. I think he'd, he could do something with it. Um, But yeah, I don't know. But they probably, of course, want to get a female director. So I'm just kind of like going, you know, give, give a female director something. I don't know. But... <clears throat> let's see i'm not a fan of guns movies but i love his twitter answers to fanboys yeah he's very you know he gauges on on uh twitter and everything and, and that's good i do like the fact that he does that and, and just the respect that he's shown david ayer as well you know that's all but the discourse it's just it's just funny because i'm like and when they want to use the pedo jokes thing yeah uh okay but at the same time you can't if you're gonna if you're gonna use that logic with him and his movie, then you you need to stop praising those uh, your favorite X Men movies because you know then it just makes you look like a hypocrite. All right, guys, that's all she wrote for today. Appreciate you guys clicking in. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave, and uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Do that. Tell your friends. Why not? And then, of course, you want to become a member, hit the, the join button and uh, hit the notification bell as well. If you want to join the Patreon, like I said, we're going to do a Patreon stream this weekend. So if you're part of the Patreon, 
uh, you know, the top two tiers, uh, you'll be, you could be, I'll send you the, I'll send the link through the Patreon. You can come on and chat with me live, which will be a good time. So we'll do that this weekend. And, uh, it is Wednesday. So no show tomorrow. I'm going to go see free guy tomorrow. So look forward to my first reaction review of free guy. And oh, speaking of Patreon, what I'm going to, what I'm going to be doing too on Thursdays is just, you know, a little soundbite, man, I'm hungry. My stomach is growling right now, man. Stop talking to me. Um, no, it's just, uh, uh, you know, I'm just going to talk. Uh, I actually, there's something I wanted to rant off about that I'll save for the Patreon. Um, I'll rant off about it. And then of course I'll talk about what do I expect when it comes to free guy and stuff like that. So just an exclusive, uh, exclusive sound bite, sound recording of, um, of me for the patrons. So do that. And then of course, uh, we got the merchandise down below shirts, t-shirts, all that stuff. And, uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Of course, I'm going to naturally cook some food because damn my stomach's like when are you gonna get when are you gonna get that's what it sounded like that's what my stomach sounded like all right guys talk to you later